Welcome to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Kitchens. I'm a plant-based registered dietitian and virtual nutrition mentor. I was raised on an Angus cattle farm, grew up with a lot of GI issues, and used the power of plant-based eating to promote healing. Here you'll find inspiration, ideas, and encouragement for your own plant-based journey. I'm so thrilled you're here today. Let's get started. Welcome back to the show, y'all. I am really, really excited for our guest and you better gear up because there are two plant-based dietitians on this podcast. So I'm about to interview Lauren. She is a registered dietitian and she is based in Canada, specializing in plant-based nutrition with a master's in public health and nutrition. And she also has a specialization in women's health. And what's really exciting is kind of similar to what I do. She also runs a virtual practice where she helps those who are vegetarian, vegan, and those who just like simply want to incorporate more plant-based foods into their everyday life um, and thrive on a plant-based diet. So she also has an online program and all this, all this information is going to be in the show notes and she, you can find Lauren in so many different places, which we'll also put in the show notes. And she's going to talk more about that as well, because her Instagram, which I've been following her for a long time now is incredible. So you'll definitely have to go check her out once this podcast ends. So welcome to the show, Lauren. Thank you so much, Ashley. It's so nice to finally get to connect with you. I feel like I've been following you for forever. So I'm so happy to be on the podcast. Yes, I know. I'm so glad that this worked out. And like I said, I've been following Lauren for a really long time. And I just feel really grateful that she was able to come onto this podcast and just share her wisdom, another plant-based dietitian's wisdom with you all. <laughs> but before we even get into that, because we're going to talk about some common struggles that we see with the clients that we work with, but I really want Lauren to share her story and why she went plant-based vegan to begin with. So Lauren, kind of take us back to what life was like before and what led you into vegetarianism first and then so on. I went vegetarian. I think it's almost exactly 10 years ago in August. And I read a book called The Kind Diet by Alicia Silverstone, which I think a lot of people that I've talked to have kind of a similar story. I'm not necessarily saying all the information in the book is correct, um, but it definitely kind of pulled me to being vegetarian, mostly for the ethical reasons. So I've always loved animals. When I was younger, I wanted to be a veterinarian or I wanted to be a marine biologist. So everything that I loved growing up was animals and really focused around that. So when my eyes were kind of open to the ethical side of vegetarianism, you know, I, I just couldn't look back. I felt like now that I had that information, I had to move forward with it. And I pretty much went vegetarian overnight. And before I went vegetarian, I really didn't know much about cooking at all. I, you know, would eat like deli meat sandwiches for lunch. I would eat frozen pizzas for dinner. And this was right before I started my training to become a dietitian. So it kind of was perfect timing to inform that kind of transition. So I became a vegetarian. I was vegetarian for about three or four years, I would say until I started to kind of feel like I wanted to transition to veganism. And it's funny because I remember so clearly when I first went vegetarian, I was like, okay, I'll be vegetarian, but I could never be vegan. I could never give up cheese. I don't know how people do that. People who are vegan are nuts. So <laughs> I, I 
just, I couldn't fathom it. So it was, it was really a slow transition going to veganism. And the main reason again was for ethical reasons. So, you know, once I found out more about factory farming for eggs and dairy and that sort of thing, I just felt like it was so intermingled that I couldn't really tease it apart between, you know, the ethical side of being like vegetarian versus vegan. So I decided I want to transition to veganism, but it took me a very, very, very long time. You know, I don't even really know the day that I was fully vegan because it took me so long that it was such a a kind of gradual transition. And, you know, it, it just started with only eating dairy or eggs when I was at restaurants or with friends and family, just slowly cutting that back more and more. And I'd say I've been vegan now for probably about three or four years. But again, like I said, I don't really know the full kind of timeline because it did take me so long. It sounds like you didn't really put a whole lot of pressure on yourself to just go fully vegan. Like you allowed yourself to transition in a way that felt good for you. And I feel like a lot of times, like a lot of listeners or clients, even that we work with feel like they have that pressure to like go overnight, but it sounds like the way you did it, it it felt good. It worked out. Oh, it did. You know what? I didn't even tell anyone that I was trying to go vegan. And there's so many different reasons for that and facets of that in terms of, you know, I was a dietitian, I was becoming a dietitian, and I didn't want to feel judged. Even, you know, four years ago, times were different in terms of what we knew about eating vegan or plant-based or vegetarian. And exactly like you said, I didn't want to put that pressure on myself. I didn't want to say I was vegan and then have a moment of weakness and my friends and family be calling me out and things like that. So that's something I even really encourage my clients to do if they don't feel comfortable to make the announcement that they want to go vegan or that they are vegan to just take it at your own pace and keep that to yourself for as long as you feel like you want to. Yeah. I think that's great advice. You know, if we're out to eat with family and friends, unless they were secretly trying to go vegan, we don't have to justify, you know, what we order at a restaurant. And two, I really like what you said too. Like if you know, you're at a restaurant and you're like, Oh no, I actually do want, you know, the chicken sandwich or whatever it is. That's okay. Like it's, it's you kind of just figuring out how you can navigate this journey for yourself and make it sustainable long-term. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. And especially when you're first trying to make this transition to a more plant-based or vegan or vegetarian diet, there can be so many questions from friends and family. And sometimes it can make you feel a little bit defensive. And so maybe you don't know all of the information. Maybe you don't know all of the evidence and the studies and things like that. So taking that at your own pace is totally okay. And as you go on, you'll probably become more confident. Yes. Yes, absolutely. That confidence piece just starts slowly building as you're going along. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I like what you said too, when you went vegetarian that you're like, I I could never go vegan. You know, those people are crazy. Like, how could you give up cheese? And I feel like every single one of us has said that at one point in our life. Yes. Yes. I remember you made an Instagram post or a reel or something like that about that. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so relatable. This couldn't be more true for me. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm actually really curious when I became a dietitian in school, I wasn't vegetarian or vegan and I really had no interest in it at the time. I didn't know much about it. So what was it like for you kind of going through school, learning the things that you learned and and also to kind of, you know, being vegetarian at the same time, and maybe even like slowly transitioning to veganism? Yeah, such a good question. 
question. So to be honest, I don't have too much memory from going through school, university, just because I felt like it was a long time ago. But I do certainly remember there being some conversations around, you know, eating meat, eating dairy, a lot of case studies that we would do in school talking about that, that would sometimes make me uncomfortable. Now, with that being said, I think people have this preconceived notion that when you are training to become a dietitian, it's like you are basically just promoting here in Canada, Canada's food guide or whatever the, whatever the equivalent would be in the States that is really focused on that meat and dairy, but that actually isn't true. There is a lot of flexibility. And I think the reason when I was going through school that maybe there was a little bit of emphasis on that was because it was a different time. And even though, you know, it wasn't, you know, such a long time ago, we have come so far, even in the past five to 10 years, that it's become a lot more acceptable. And when I was doing my dietetic internship here in Canada, and I think it's similar in the States, you have to do a year long dietetic internship to become a dietitian. I remember being so nervous to tell the dietitians that I was working under that I was vegan because I just didn't want to be judged. And I think a lot of that was my own insecurity because I do think that they were probably going to be a lot more accepting than I thought, but it was something that definitely took me some time for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's such a great point that times are changing. And I always keep an eye on the Canada food guide because I feel like you all are always sort of like a few steps ahead. I know I can't remember when it was, but you removed dairy off of it. If I remember correctly a a while back. And I remember thinking, okay, come on, we're next. We're next. Let's go. Um, We'll get there. But (laughs) yeah, but I, I really like the fact that you're very transparent about maybe feeling judgment from other people, because I know I'm sure you see this in the clients that you work with. And I definitely see it. It's like, that's, that's a common question and a common struggle is like, well, what are people going to think? What are people going to say? Because they knew how I used to eat before, you know, and now I'm like changing the way that I'm eating. Like how, how are these, are these relationships going to just fall off? You know, what's that going to look like? What's my family going to think? Um, so I appreciate you being really transparent about that because I think it's, it's a real struggle. It's such a struggle with so many of my clients that I actually added a completely new module into my online program that was just about eating plant-based around those who aren't. And I wasn't sure how that would be received because my program is very educational and we're talking about the fundamentals of being plant-based, like what your plate should look like, what nutrients you need to be focused on. And this one is a little bit more just conversational and subjective, but it was so well received because so many people struggle with it and of course that completely like you said makes sense and when someone that you are around is used to you eating a certain way it can be really hard for them especially if they feel judged or attacked by your choices which shouldn't be the case by any means but it can sometimes happen Yeah. And Mm -hmm. y'all you listening, Lauren has a wonderful, like self-paced fundamentals course when it comes to veganism and plant-based eating. And the link of that is in the show notes. So definitely check that out. If that's something you're interested in, just to kind of go through something at your own pace and learn some of these fundamentals, especially if you're newer to plant-based or you're kind of maybe confused, or like you said, you maybe need help just navigating what to say to other people or how to eat around other people when you're transitioning to plant-based. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So what are some other common struggles you know, 
we'll just kind of talk about like one or two common struggles that you see maybe with the clients that you work with as they're wanting to go more vegetarian or vegan or plant-based. Yeah, such a good question. So probably the number one thing I get asked, and I'm sure you get asked the exact same things, is how do you get your protein? And, you know, I always laugh, but, you know, it is such a good question because if you've grown up thinking that you can only get protein from meat and then maybe some dairy or eggs, of course, you're going to wonder about that. And, you know, what I always say to people is as long as you are eating enough food for your body, so enough calories to fuel what you're doing and your activity level, as long as you're eating a good varied plant-based diet and including these protein-rich plant-based foods, protein is not going to be an issue for you. And, you know, we always talk about what are the protein-rich foods? So things like beans and lentils, other legumes, tofu, tempeh, edamame, soy milk, you know, certain nuts and seeds can be added for, you know, a boost in protein, that sort of thing. So that's always the first question. Another thing that we actually end up talking about a lot is supplements and like certain vitamins and minerals that we need to be focused on. Because I think people think that there is so many supplements that we need to be taking on a plant-based diet or a vegan diet, vegetarian diet to make it really well-rounded. The reality is that of course, supplementation is very individual, but there's only a couple that we like need to really be focused on for the general population, you know, with vitamin B12 being the number one in terms of making sure you're getting enough of. Um, so I would say those are kind of the two biggest questions that I get in terms of like, what should I be eating for protein? What should I be doing for supplements? And then even what should I be eating? And I know that you kind of talk about this a lot, like it's not the standard meat and potatoes and vegetables. So what should I be eating then if I'm taking those things away? Yeah. And it's hard to go from like most of us were raised with seeing like our plate formed that way. It's like, it's very easy yeah. to identify where the protein is. Okay. The meat is on my plate. This is where I'm getting it. And yeah. then you look at a plant-based plate and you're like, well, wait a sec, where is the protein? Like, cause it all, everything looks the same kind of, so <laughs> I think, yeah, that's a great point. And like you said, and just to reiterate what Lauren said, because something that I also talk about, and this again, coming from two plant-based dietitians, as long as you're getting enough calories to fuel, whatever it is that you're doing and eating a variety of plant-based foods, especially the, you know, protein dense ones as well. Like you're good to go. Like, it's not something that you need to worry about, which is reassuring. Exactly. It really is. Yeah. And the same with the supplement thing too. I think just getting advice from someone who like a plant-based dietitian or a plant-based doctor, someone who can really give you that evidence-based information on what it is that you need when it comes to supplementation is really helpful too, because there's so much misinformation and and just information out there in general. It can be kind of confusing on, okay, well, do I need 10 supplements or maybe do I just need two? Yep, definitely. And, you know, that can save you so much money too, which I know maybe isn't something that we really commonly talk about, but that is a really big concern for a lot of people is, is this going to cost me a ton of money to follow this way of eating? And so having that reassurance that, of course, you know, as dietitians, we always want to give the disclaimer, everyone is individual. So definitely work with a dietitian to see what your specific needs are. But for the general population, there are aren't a ton of supplements that you will need to be taking and therefore not a ton of money that you'll need to be spending on that. 
Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And Lauren's doing something really cool with her reels right now, which you'll have to scroll back to see, but just things that we really don't need to purchase, or that might be sort of a waste of money. They might look, you know, sexy on the shelf, but are things that we just really don't need and can make this way of eating a lot more expensive than what it actually needs to be. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Ah, so much good stuff. Well, thank you, Lauren, for being here and just sharing your wisdom with everybody. I really do appreciate it. Oh my gosh. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you and connecting with you. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Y'all at the very least, you have to go to Lauren's Instagram. It's tasting to thrive underscore RD. Definitely go check her out. She puts up some beautiful food and recipes. And then also she has just some really great educational resources, reels, and so much other great stuff. So definitely check that out and anything else that you find interesting in the show notes. But again, Lauren, thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Plant Centered and Thriving Podcast today. If you found this episode inspiring, please share it with a friend or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally say thank you. Until next time, keep thriving.